Welcome to the Changing Mentality podcast. This is a podcast brought to you by a group of young men from all across the UK with the intent of opening up discussions surrounding our mental health and being able to share this experience with yourself, the listener. As this is my first podcast, I guess I need to introduce myself. My name is Danny, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm a second year student at the University of Derby, where I am also the part-time officer for mental health awareness. And please bear in mind that I am not a mental health professional in any sense of the word. So uh, anything that is shared on this podcast is, well, from my point anyway, is just from my own personal experiences or from experiences that have been shared with me. In this episode of the podcast, I have a chat with Matt Naden, who is the men's captain for the Rainbow Rexes Lacrosse Club, who are the world's first LGBTQ plus lacrosse club. We discuss how sport impacts our mental health, the work that the Rainbow Rexes are doing on the ground and behind the scenes to support the LGBTQ plus community in the sport of lacrosse, and Matt also shares with us his techniques on how to improve his own mental health. Matt, how are we getting on? Good, matey. Not bad. Long day at work. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, so my first question is just, just how have you been? How's lockdown, lockdown been treating you? Lockdown 2.0? Uh, it's, it's been interesting. Um, I mean, working at the moment as an essential worker, is, it's been fine, really. No great deal of change. It's uh, it it's been sort of full time anyway with a full time job and then coming home and just relaxing anyway. So I've not too much. The biggest loss has been sport, really. Yeah, you. I know you obviously through lacrosse, um, but I I, don't, I personally don't really know your backstory of lacrosse. Like, how how did you get into that, and like, how long have you been playing? So with with the same with most uh, men who play lacrosse in the UK, started at university, uh, having played rugby for God knows how many years before that. Mm. Started playing there and uh, haven't really done another sport since. Um, down at the University of Bristol, started there in my first year. Had four years there. Uh, two two and a half years now, uh, back up in the Midlands at home. Mm-hmm. Playing with Stoke and coaching and captaining and refing and all sorts, mm-hmm. but uh, I've played at a lot of levels now. Uh, a couple of international caps, uh, loads of uni stuff, obviously, and a bunch of um, just men's league stuff. Now I've graduated. Fantastic. Um, you mentioned international. That that was for Wales. Is that correct? Not not yet. Currently, currently training with the Wales squad. Okay. Um, okay. Played some international games with English unis. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, four years ago now. Yeah, because uh, as far as I was aware, you were called up for Wales, wasn't it? And then obviously the pandemic hit and you couldn't travel to, was it the European Championships this summer? Yeah, European Champs got cancelled. Uh, home internationals got cancelled. Everything was cancelled. We managed to get one training session in at the start of this year <laughs> that was it that's better than nothing I guess but still a kick in the balls oh like what it's not fun no what, what was sort of going through your head when like you know I guess every sort of everyone who plays a sport wants to do it to the best of their capabilities and obviously getting a call up is a big deal and I can imagine well it must have been very disappointing for you I guess if you couldn't have actually played it, it was really I was I was really looking forward to it 
uh, I've started to get to know the guys a little bit better, uh, getting a lot more comfortable with the idea of it. Uh, and yeah, just sort of taken away. It is what it is, but uh, it is mm. annoying and frustrating. But um, every, everything's been postponed. Um, we'll still get the chance to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it is frustrating. It's it's something you got to you got to try and cope with. I know a lot of the guys have been chatting over WhatsApp. We had some uh, some challenges here and there, and uh, everyone's still been talking and keeping in contact, which has been really good. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, you got a good like support group there with the rest of the lads because I guess it is like a collective effort to try and get through what lockdown's been. Yeah, absolutely. so you mentioned earlier on about the Rainbow Rexes. I know the Rainbow Rexes is a, a an inclusive lacrosse club, an organisation to an extent. Would it be? Uh, we're we're currently trying to to register for a charity status. Oh, fantastic! There you go. Um, so what what is it then? What 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 is the Rainbow Rexes? So uh, we are the world's first um, LGBTQ plus uh, inclusive lacrosse club. Uh, we currently have a men's, women's, and mixed team. Uh, we mostly play tournaments so, uh, in the UK, Blues Fest, Bath 8. Um, but we are organising friendlies where we can. We've played um, in the Imperial Mixed Cup. We've played some mixed games against Cambridge University. Uh, We've played, uh, we played with a mixed team against the Welsh Women's International Squad. Wow. Which, which was real interesting. Uh, that that got a bit heated, but um, <laughs> a lot of passion in that game for sure. Um, but yeah, we've we've been organising games uh, all around. The ladies managed to squeeze a game in uh, last month with uh, Cheltenham in in between the lockdowns, um, which was nice. Came away with a big W for that one. Yeah, which we were all quite happy. With. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so what we do is um, just provide a safe, welcoming environment for uh, anyone who who does play lacrosse or wants to get into lacrosse um, and is either you know potentially worried about judgment and unfair treatment, mm-hmm. um, even if they haven't, even if they haven't come out, or uh, even if they have, you know, we we do still experience um all sorts of discrimination mm-hmm. and we we want to be there as a as a team where you can come you can train you can chill you can make friends uh and it's completely safe space for anyone and everything whatever you want to do um we have recently the last uh, month launched a um support network uh of individual teams around the UK individual lacrosse teams sorry um, who, mm-hmm. who've agreed uh, to link up with us and they've got a, a, a designated contact point that we can re- recommend to people and uh, they can help them out. So we've got those all around the UK now. Um, oh, brilliant. A lot in London, some in the Midlands, Southwest. Uh, I think we've got Edinburgh, possibly Glasgow as well. Uh, it's, it's, it, we're all over the place now. Are these uh, like local across teams, or would they also be university ones, or are they mixed? Or it's a mix. Um, we've got it's mostly local across teams. Um, you know where people have graduated or 
they're just coming straight into it. Um, but yeah, I think we've got a couple of universities in there. I could be wrong. Um, it's a list of 20 or so now. <laughs> There's quite a few to remember. Yeah, I went through the list there earlier today and I think there were a couple of, of university teams on there. But I'm sure yeah. like, if as soon as word gets out, I'm sure you'll, the numbers should start to pick up considering the work that you guys are doing. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we only formed two years ago. Wow. Um, and and this year we're really starting to pick up some some traction and attention from from people around the, the UK. We still have people messaging us uh, all, all the time saying, "I, I didn't know you were a, you were a thing." Mm. Um, so it's it's just getting the word out to people, really. What would be some of the changes that you're seeing on the ground when working with the Rexes? So so a lot of the stuff we've been doing. Or, well, not myself personally. The uh, mostly the president uh, and founder Ed Connolly um, has been working with governing bodies um, to to get some some basic rule changes uh, in and changed because they were uh, dicey to to say the least. But there, we are we are progressing with them, and we're always in contact, just discussing. Yeah policy and rules and and everything you would want to discuss uh like i say that's that's not me <laughs> i've not i've not got the head or patience for that one but uh ed can do that all day long that's fair enough uh, do you know any of the policies or, or the rules were, were they rules within the game or were they rules as like a sporting body or and they were there were a lot of rules about uh conduct uh okay um and some discrimination uh okay. rules but i i couldn't remember any off the top of my head that's fair enough no i would expect you to know all the awful policies there are but like no that sounds really interesting because i did like i see it from a front where you know i see the jerseys at lacrosse tournaments and i see the instagram posts but i don't see what's going on in the background so to know it's rooted a lot deeper than it actually is is quite encouraging to be honest you know yeah um and so i guess for the future of the rex is that would be integral would it just to get those policies changed from the top and then yeah absolutely i mean there's it's all well and good doing stuff uh on the ground level like person to person but if uh Mm. if you're governing bodies and international bodies are, are flawed to begin with. You, you're kind of fighting a losing battle. So seeing seeing those guys respond yeah. to what we're saying uh, and respond positively is is a really big help. And it's it's nice to see that people are willing to to pay attention. Yeah, definitely. And for someone like myself who hasn't been as exposed to the lgbtq plus community like i grew up in a small village all my life and uh, yeah obviously with an open mind you come to uni and you learn but what what more can i do within a sporting context to help i guess or or to help provide that environment that you guys are creating um so so there there, obviously there are some general things uh you can just do day to day um, that uh, will include sport, but aren't aren't limited to just you know have an open mind. Um, try not to use discriminatory language. Um, I know 
especially growing up, uh, I was I was a big problem with this, uh, just calling things gay, and it, that was that was just one of those things that people said. It was like, yeah, oh, so gay, man. Yeah, and obviously, when you're you're a kid growing up, you don't think about those things, but just actually reflecting back on yourself and thinking about the language you use um, can have such a big impact. No. Um, and and similar to that, using. Uh, uh, recently something I've been working on is um, gendered language because again uh, it's it's one of those things you've you've probably never thought about because n- no one's ever brought up the issue of it before but as as gendered terms and trans rights uh, becomes more more into the spotlight really that's that's something I think we should all be trying to work towards you know um, so those, those are just a couple of the big ones mm. but from a, a sporting perspective, just be really welcoming to people, um, especially in lacrosse where you play mixed half the time anyway. It, it's it's open to all really, um, and there's, there's there's no reason why anyone shouldn't be able to play it. I mean, the, in the last year, two years maybe, I can't remember now. Um, Semla have ruled that uh, women can play in the men's game, which is a, a great move and. Uh, Personally, I don't think there was ever a reason they shouldn't have been. Looking at some of the objections is a bit frightening, but we won't go into those. <laughs> um, no, there's all there's always going to be one, isn't there? Uh, more than one, but um, yeah, that was a fun one, a fun evening. Um, yeah, but just just really be welcoming. Trying to judge anyone, um, you know, whether it's on ability or. Just if they're a bit quiet, you know, some, some people are quiet. We're not, unfortunately, not everyone is the loud, really loud person like I am on the pitch. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things you've, you've always got to be thinking about. And just constantly try and make little improvements as you go. Yeah, I think you, you knocked something on the head there. Um, you mentioned self-reflecting on what you've done before rather than coming in with it judgmentally and being like, no, I'm not so-and-so, or I, I didn't do this, taking that moment to self-reflect. I think that's that's very vital in a lot of what we do, especially for our mental health, like uh, being able to have the capacity to take a step back, reflect, understand what you, you're doing and how it's affecting other people. I think that's something really positive. Yeah, it's it's something I've worked on the last two, three years uh, with, with my own mental health issues. Um, and, and it was never something I, I consciously thought of. So you go, oh, I need to, you know, take a couple of minutes to think about how I've treated people with their gender or slurs. It's just, as you say, one of those things which has just drifted in uh, af- after self-reflection and mindfulness. And, you know, you just sort of build up, build that into your life as y- you you start reviewing the things you're doing. That, okay, I, that's something I need to change because um, that's, that's not on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, um, I'm... Just on the topic of mental health, obviously you're a big sport person. So, how much do you think that comes into effect? Like what what you do on the field and how you practice sport, and how how does that affect you as a person and, and mentally? Oh, sport has been uh, a keystone for me. I think really, 
um, throughout university, I I really suffered as as a lot of people do. I think nowadays, unfortunately, um, you know, chronic depression, some some fairly severe anxiety, um, and, and there were times where all I would do in a week uh, would be go to lacrosse training and train. Um, there was there was definitely one point where I did more for lacrosse than my degree. <laughs> uh, I, I think sport has just been instrumental in, in keeping me going and helping me out. Um, like the, 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 the friends and almost the family you get from it, especially in a team sport is so helpful. And just to know that you're, you're going there to be with your mates. They don't care um what's going on you're just there to chuck a ball around hit each other a bit have a good time yeah <laughs> uh, and i think some sometimes you can you can put some pressure on yourself with sports mm. um especially when you're playing and trying to perform at the higher levels but uh again i think you just have to be mindful of that and just if if the sport the thing you you're probably doing because you enjoy it is is starting to become not enjoyable you just got to think about it and like, why am I not enjoying this now? And it's like, is it because I'm now training seven days a week and I, I live my life running and doing press-ups? Yeah, well, there it is. It's the step back as well coming into play again. Yeah. Um, no, it's for me especially, like, um, I found like an anchor in the cross so I knew it was going to be there I knew certain people were going to be there I knew I was just going to go I was just going to play lacrosse and then whatever was annoying me or whatever was bothering me beforehand it can wait until after that and if it can wait till then then take it on board uh and then try and resolve it afterwards um but does any of what you've just said does that come out in your coaching do you find or do you find yourself a completely different person when you're on the sideline um i think there's a lot more passion when i'm coaching just because i can't do it <laughs> i can't go on the pitch and and do what needs to be done but um so yeah it, it can be a bit more frustrating but uh i i try and always keep it fun um i, I was very fortunate the last season with birmingham uh, we were winning a lot of games, so it was always fairly positive. Um, but there, there was certainly always an element of try and keep it fun um, and try and keep it about enjoying it, especially at training. Uh, it's it's so easy to slip and get real into it and thinking you're professionals and we need to do everything right. I mean, do everything a hundred percent. Um, no, all I, all I ever really asked at trainings was people actually tried. And if they didn't, if they didn't, uh, I'd always make sure I was there. If they wanted to talk to me, I'm, <laughs> I'm more than happy to talk. But if not, you, you, you do your own thing. If, if, if anyone's ever struggling at training, just take them to a side and say, everything good? Yeah, no. If it's not, don't worry about it. Just, just take your time, do your thing. We'll try again. <laughs> as, as everyone says, but no one seems to remember. It's only a game. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, it is a game at the end of the day. But as well, like what you're saying was um, if people do want the help that you're there, that they know that you're there, that's like I wish my coaches were like that when I was growing up because they were just hardcore football fans who just 
you know, had trials at West Ham once and then they're just pushing you and pushing you and pushing you, you know. But no, that's really good. It's really positive to hear, like, you know, you're not going to force anyone to come forward or that you're not going to make anyone talk. It's, it's a two-way street, you know. You're there if they want it and if they want it, they know where to find you. Absolutely. And I was very fortunate at university with my coaches, um, Guy Aldring and Pete Wilson. They were, were and still are phenomenal blokes. Um, and they were always there. But they had the same focus as we're here to train. But if you're not feeling 100%, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you can't give 100%, don't, don't, you don't need to. <laughs> Just do what you need to do. And, uh, and we'll try again next week or we'll try again the week after or the week after it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, that's, I feel that's like a really good reflection on like the mental health journey to an extent, you know, if, if it's not 100%, you know, try and do what you said, take a step back. And if not, then try again again tomorrow or the next week. So that's really cool. I'll ask you one last question and I'll leave you go. Um, so it's just basically like what sort of changes would you personally like to see in regards to what well, could be mental health or the LGBTQ plus side of sports, either from a grassroots level or more legis- legislative? I got there. I know we touched on it earlier before, but what, what sort of changes would you like to see personally? Uh, I mean, I think I'd, I'm more focused on grassroots sort of stuff. Um, mm. and, and, and really as, as sad as it may, may be to, to say it, there's, you, you can't change, especially adults' opinions that much. Um, certainly some people change, uh, and some people will change gradually, but un- unfortunately some people are just set in their ways. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's disappointing to see that. But I think the real key to, to moving forward is getting people when they're young so when they're in junior programs, when they're at university, uh, whether whether that you know with lacrosse or any sport really, is when you're still young and you're still forming your opinions uh, about the world, is is to just you know not not bombard them with information, but put it out there. If if they want to come and research it or think about it, they will. Uh, and who knows? Even if they just saw it on a poster or were told about it once you know, it might be something they think about again and just stays in the back of your mind, really. So I think just educating people as much as you can. I mean, you, know, you don't need to go and do everything all the time. Do what you can do. And, uh, you know, if it's just one person you ever talk to, you say, hey, just, just think about this or, you know, just think about what you're saying. That's, that's more than enough to change one person's mind or to help one person is is such a big big difference i think so anyone who does that would be really really commended in my books that was a that was a nice little chat i had with matt thanks for that um hopefully you enjoyed it too and you've taken something away from it something useful either for yourself or for someone else and as i'm recording this right now um it's the end of Trans Awareness Week. So in light of that, I'd like to share with you a few charities that help create safe spaces like the Rainbow Rexes for the LGBTQ plus community, especially those who find themselves without a home or without somewhere to go. These uh, charities are Centerpoint, 
AKT and Stonewall Housing. Uh, they, they don't sponsor the podcast at all. They haven't reached out, but I'd just like to share their names out there in case there is someone who might be looking for somewhere or would like to donate and support these charities in giving people a safe space where they can feel at home and they can be okay. You can also follow the Rainbow Rexes on Instagram at Rainbow Rex Lax, and you can also find them on their website with the same name, rainbowrexlax.com. Thank you for listening. If you have any feedback, leave it wherever you're listening to this podcast from, or reach out to us on our Instagram at Changing Mentality Podcast. I think that's it. But anyway, <laughs> tell a friend, leave us a good review, please, if you enjoyed it. If you didn't, then don't. That's fair enough. On my next episode, I will be interviewing uh, a world record holder, uh, an adventurer, a motivational speaker, and an almost author by the name of Lee Timmis. I'm really excited to share this one with you guys because we discuss a whole array of mental health issues and... It was just a really good, lovely chat that I had with him. Uh, Other than that, take care of yourself, be compassionate to yourself, be compassionate to others, and in the words of Billy the Butcher, don't be a... (laughs) 